got something for you today. <laughs> At least I think it's something. So if you have been with me for a while, you may have heard my previous episodes on conflict, three reasons to love conflict, and how to be good at conflict. If you haven't heard those episodes, don't worry about it. Today's episode will still make sense. If you do like today's episodes, then I would suggest you go back and give those a listen. It is not required, though. So actually, I had some situations come up in my own life. Uh, in a future episode, I will share more about them because it's a fascinating case study in emotion. But I had some situations come up after the conflict episodes aired. And truthfully, it was intense, um, a little bit scary, and pretty difficult. And it had me thinking about feedback and conflict. And are they separate ideas? Are they similar ideas? Do they overlap? So I've just been kind of mulling over this idea of conflict versus feedback. Both in the midst of those situations and right after I was thinking about all that I had said during my conflict episodes, I was really wondering if I had manifested conflict by focusing on it so much. Uh, if I had manifested conflict, it was, it was at least evident that what I manifested was the opportunity for growth and healing. In both of the situations that I'm going to talk about today, uh, it was pretty evident that what was being asked of me was that I grow in some way and that I create a space for healing for myself predominantly, but also for others. So as I said, I was thinking a lot about what I had said in my previous episodes and conflict and feedback and what was happening in my life. And what I sort of settled on is negative or corrective feedback, whichever term you prefer, whichever term is more appropriate for the situation. Negative or corrective feedback often feels like conflict, but not always. So what is the relationship between unpleasant feedback and conflict? Why do they feel, why does feedback sometimes inherently feel like conflict? And I know this seems like I am mincing words, I'm just stirring the pot, but this is actually very important because one of the points I made in the episode about how to be good at conflict was to remember that you're on the same team. If you're not facing off with someone, like you against them, them against you, if instead you're working with someone to solve something, the image I used in that episode was you're walking up a steep mountain or you're doing a difficult climb together side by side then the conflict takes on a different energy. So rather than the other person being the quote problem, you can reframe it as the problem being the problem. So the problem or point of conflict has created this illusion that you are facing off with one another. But when you look at it together, you can see that you're actually on the same team and you need to work together to find a solution that does not continue to paint the picture of the two of you being adversaries. In this model of looking at conflict, the model in which it's not a fight with one another, but a difficult climb that you take together, in my model, corrective feedback is not actually conflict. But it does feel like conflict because it's still a difficult climb. So if someone comes to you and to tell you something about yourself, and in my case, I had a week of people giving me corrective feedback. Every single day, somebody new told me something difficult to hear. 
I mean, it was truly humbling and exhausting and a little bit beautiful and a lot difficult. I had a really difficult week, but I digress. For whatever reason, most likely my soul's growth, I had had an intense week of receiving a lot of unpleasant feedback. And it was an unusual week. It's not that I never receive corrective feedback because I do, we all do, but there was something going on that week in particular. It just seemed to be flying at me from all directions. And no offense to anyone listening, but most people aren't great at giving corrective feedback, which is fine because I can handle it, but it takes extra effort to manage feedback when it's not delivered well. So here I was, I was receiving all of this negative feedback from lots of different people and lots of different forms of relationships, personal, professional, acquaintance, client, etc. And it really had me thinking about what I had said about conflict in the point of view that I shared that you're taking a difficult climb together, that negative and corrective feedback could sometimes fall under the umbrella of conflict, which makes sense. It's a difficult climb. And your climbing buddy is telling you something difficult to hear about how the way that you're climbing is affecting them or is affecting the climb itself. And let me say this, when negative feedback does not fall under the umbrella of conflict, because as I said earlier, not everybody has been trained in how to give corrective feedback. And there are times when it's not actually, it's not actually for for purpose. So if someone gives you feedback just for the sake of telling you how wrong you are without context of what to change and then they leave. That that's not conflict. That's like some someone leaving you a bad package and running away. What is it called when people will like leave bags of poop on someone's front door? Didn't that used to happen in like 50s movies or something. It's like that. If someone's just telling you that you're wrong and that you can't be helped and then they act like they mic dropped and they got to walk away all, you know, self-righteously. That's not feedback or conflict. That is just them emotionally blowing you up. So, I just want to make that point that if somebody ever just, "Hey, let me drop a line real quick about how awful you are and how you ought to know better and then bye." That's not something that you need to work on. That's not a climb for you. That's a healing opportunity. But let's say that's not what happens. Let's say that someone delivers information to your door. It may be packaged well, or it may not be, meaning they may have communicated well, or they may not have, but what they delivered was not for the sake of blowing you up. So continuing with the package analogy, you don't have to keep all the packages you receive. Sometimes we are given feedback that we choose not to act upon. Kind of a, a low weight example of this is that I dyed my hair recently. I went much darker because I was tired of keeping up with the highlights. I had, I had more than one person, though, tell me that I look better blonde. I appreciated the feedback. I really did. There may come a day when I act on that feedback and I take it into consideration. But today is not that day. In this season of life, I'm going to keep dyeing my hair because it's easier, it's less time consuming, and it's much more affordable. However, I am still glad I got the feedback. 
if ever my motivations change, I'm, I may choose to go back to blonde. It's helpful knowing that other people like the way I look better with blonde. They think I look more like myself that way. That's helpful information. And I'm just choosing not to do anything about it. And it doesn't feel like a long, stressful climb because I'm not bothered if people don't like my hair color. That's fine. That's feedback. Cool deal. And this is a bit of a silly example, but honestly, this is true for all negative feedback or corrective quote feedback. There will be times when you are told something and you will choose to do nothing with that information. And that is okay. As long as you know why you are choosing to do or not do something with the feedback, as long as you know your motivation and your motivation is coming from a place of love and peace then you can do or not do whatever you want with feedback. And some feedback is not actually about you. People may tell you that you're too loud or you're too quiet. So that person likes things a certain volume. That is more about them than about you. When you're around them, you may choose to adjust your volume so that they can hear you better. But that doesn't actually mean that across the board, your volume needs to change. Perhaps across the board, your volume needs to change. Perhaps the feedback is about you. That's the difficulty of the climb. You've got to figure that out. But it's not necessarily about you. So let's talk about the heart of the matter and what was happening for me that week. Sometimes we hear difficult things. And in one of my close friendships, I was told that I had hurt my friend. They felt ignored and unseen. At work, I was told that I had messed up in a very rookie type of way. And I wasn't just told that. I was informed that. And it was immediately true. I, I knew it to be true as soon as it was brought to my conversation, to my um, awareness. So these conversations were packages that were delivered to me and that I definitely wanted to handle with care. <laughs> I just got the package joke. That's so corny. That's like dad humor. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went there with the package joke. Okay. Um, back to the painful feedback. Okay. The, that type of feedback with like me having hurt my friend where they felt ignored, um, or with work realizing I had made a rookie mistake that type of feedback can feel like conflict, especially at the beginning. Someone is telling you that you messed up in some way and you have to figure out how to fix it. And it can feel like conflict in the sense of facing off, like me against them. Things that are hard to hear, our ego will pretty quickly tell us we need to defend ourselves. As I was living these experiences, I realized how quickly I was able to shift out of the energy of conflict in one of those two cases. In the case of my friendship, there was no conflict. We both loved my friend. She loved herself and wanted to have a good experience of our friendship. And I loved her and want her to have a good experience of our friendship. So the feedback that she gave me was just information about how to love her better. It was an enlightening gift and a request for how to move forward in a way that would be 
more honoring and loving towards my friend whom I deeply love. And nothing about that feels like conflict. Even though I 100% owed her an apology and some accounting for my behavior, it didn't feel like conflict. In the work example, in which I'd made a rookie mistake, that felt like conflict for much longer because I felt I needed to defend myself. I needed to point to a reason that I did what I did. I wanted to make it not my fault somehow. And because I felt I should defend myself, that turned the feedback into a face-off. And as opposed to the situation with my friend in which I didn't feel threatened in some way, there was not the same need to defend myself. Explain myself, yes. Defend myself, no. And I did. I did explain myself. Um, I felt that I should because I would never intentionally hurt someone, let alone someone I care so much about. So I wanted to explain how I understood the situation at the time versus how I was understanding it now in light of her feedback. But that has a different energy from the feedback with the work and the rookie mistake. With my friend, I was explaining my understanding of the situation so that we could both learn why I did what I did, so that we could both figure out how to do it differently next time. With the work situation, I was defending my behavior. So rather than explaining my behavior and understanding, I was defending my behavior and understanding so that I could convince myself that I was safe and not under threat which is ironic because the whole reason I was defending myself was because I felt I was under threat. With my friend, I knew right away that I was safe. With the work situation involving other professionals, clients, even though the feedback was not presented in a threatening way, due to the situation, I felt it as if I was under a threat. And this was all on me, by the way. My boss, colleagues, client, they're all supportive. I was never under a threat. But because it was work-related and money-related, I perceived it as a threatening situation to my livelihood. I got emotionally hijacked is also what I'm saying. And so I tried to defend myself, which turned the feedback into a conflict situation. And as we learned last week, I have an amazing boss and we were able to quickly get to a point in which I was not defending myself and we were both in the situation together, figuring out how to do it differently next time. But my boss is not your average human and I'm also pretty self-aware. So most of us will not shift so quickly from a place of defense to a place of teamwork. So what's the point of me telling you all this? The point is, knowing what type of package you are being given and being mindful of what you do with it. Being told something that is hard to hear, true or not, relevant or not, does not automatically mean that you should defend yourself. It doesn't even automatically mean that you should accept the package, that you should take it to heart. Being given negative feedback or being told something about yourself that's hard to hear something you know corrective that does not guarantee a fight and the difference 
the key is knowing what your motivation is. With my hair, it was straightforward. My motivation is ease. So even though I hear people when they tell me I look better blonde, it's not in line with my motivation of time and energy and money. So I'm going to put their feedback on the shelf for now. In the case of my friend, my motivation was to love her, which was also her motivation. So we were automatically on the same team. And we got to dig through the quote problem together. She by telling me an uncomfortable truth, me by being willing to sit with it, digest it and figure out how to do it differently. And in the case of my rookie mistake, my first motivation was to save myself, to defend myself, which wasted energy because I was never in actual danger of being fired or even reprimanded. I was never in any danger. But once I calmed my nervous system down and I was able to get my body in alignment with what my brain already knew, that my boss and I were on the same team working towards the same outcome, then my motivation could change. I could hear the feedback without defenses because it wasn't about me. It was about how to do the job. You hear that? Negative feedback about your behavior or your performance is not about you as a person, as a soul. It does not mean that you are in danger. It means that there is a behavior that is up for consideration. Sometimes you may be in danger, but we tend to go there pretty quick. And I'm asking that we pause and take a step back and reconsider. What is our motivation? What is the threat? And that's the secret, loves. The determining factor between feedback and face-off is your motivation. Are you trying to heal something? Or are you defending against something? And you get to decide. Notice your thoughts. Notice your feelings. Remember that you are already safe. You are already loved. As the Course in Miracles says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. Have a beautiful day, loves. I hope this was a helpful contemplation for you all about conflict and feedback. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.